Welcome to Jewish History with Rabbi David Katz, connecting the human side to Jewish history. For sponsorship opportunities or to support this podcast, please visit our donate page at www.support.rabbidavidkatz.com. Hi, it's Friday morning, and I just finished writing up my lecture for tomorrow night, so let me uh, take a look at uh, Inyanim for uh, Mishpacha Stefanski, as always, and uh, thank them for their sponsorship. And a guy asked me in my show uh, about the capital that we say of 79, test that I mentioned, I think, last week, which I think is... Uh, Fortunately or unfortunately, very fitting for the current matzav, as we know. And uh, it's And they asked me something that I never paid attention to. And you know it also because you say it uh, in many places. And that's Pasuk Vav in this capital Ayin test, where it says, Pour at your wrath. But the nations that do not know you, and on the mamlachas that do, that do not call on your name. Actually, it says El, and then it says Al. <laughs> and a fellow asked me, he's not wrong, that, you know, El is not correct, it should be Al. Meaning, this is the way you and I probably usually say it, and I've seen it written that way many times in different form. No, it was incorrectly, inaccurately, where it says, not al but el The Hebrew is kind of funny. Now, uh, so I said, yeah, it's a good point. Let me let me think about it. And I open up my rusty, trusty Mikros Gedolas, and I see that all the Mepharshim, like, deliberately ignore this. They say, El means Al. You know, same thing. You look at the Mitsudos, you know, which is a combination of other sources, or the Radak, or all these other people, you know, Elagayim Kamo Alagayim, you know? And in other words, they're arguing that this is a, a, a Hebraism that's possible in Lush and Kodesh, uh, you know, it's possible in Lush and Kodesh to sometimes switch El Al, um, which is an interesting observation. And I looked in my Maskilic sources, that's the for this kind of thing. And, you know, they, they'll they say, if you look on the Chumash, you know, Dam Yishavich El Yisodem Mizbech, in Vayikra 430. You know, so you find once in a while, Azoi, and uh, I'll repeat, you know, all your classic, I mean, the Targum, whatever the Targum is on on uh, Tehillim, whatever that is, he does all. You know, Shedeche Masach Al Amamayid Lachakim Yasach. So, the plain way of answering that is to get over it, you know, as you find it. It is interesting that in Jeremiah, let me see over here where it is. Um, I'm sorry, it is interesting. There's a parallel verse um, in Yermio, uh, 1025, you know, Perkid Pasukhafe, where it says, listen closely, this is Yermio, 
Yasrini Shambach Mishpat, Shafoch Hamoscha, all Hagoyim Asher Lo Yiducho, Vial Mishpachos Asher Bashim Chalu Karo, Kiochlus Yanko Bachalu, Vaychalu Vesnevei Yishamu. Two parallel verses, right? Again, Shafoch Hamoscha, all Hagoyim, not El Hagoyim, instead of all Mamlochos Asher Bashim Chalu Karo, all Mishpachos Asher Bashim Chalu Karo, which is interesting, Mishpachos. And uh here it has Ki Ochlu as Yaakov, So this is probably a field day for the Bible critics, you know. Um clearly this form of rhetoric was around. Uh, and do remember, by the way, that when you look at Tehillim, you are seeing an edited document. You get it? Lav Dafka, this is exactly the original Lushan of the Tehillim of David Amel. We don't know. The Chazal tell you, I think they say that it was Ezra, um, I'm sorry, Chizkiah and based in or something like that, that put out or published the uh, the Tehillim. And then obviously, Dan Shezegdol gave it a rinse. And so, you know, the final form in which we read the biblical books, other than the Chumash, the Nevi'im, and particularly the Ksuvim, you know, they've gone through ascensions. You know, they, they, they were, uh, you know, censored by art scrolls, so to speak. You know, by uh, different groups, if it's, whether it's Chizki or I mean, these are in traditional sources. They tell you this, and it is interesting to me that when you look at old and most Haggadahs, uh, usually it'll be Shvocha Moschah Alagoyim Ashali Yiducha. Those will be mis misread. It's uh, open your rusty, trusty Haggadah Shal Pesach, and most likely you'll see Shvocha Moschah Alagoyim Ashali Yiducha. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm looking. Here at a couple of classic historical agadas online, like the Prague Agada, it's all Shvachamos Alagayan. So it's an interesting point. Even I'm not gonna, uh, and I see the old mamish. Uh, <laughs> all the classic manuscript agadas have Shvachamos Alagayan, right? So the guy wasn't exactly uh, wrong by pointing this out to me. Uh, but then the question becomes: But the way we have it, so Taka. You know what is what's the difference between El Hagayim and uh, and Al Hagayim? Okay. Anyway, uh, and I looked in the art scroll. You know that uh, Tehillim they have it all. They brought that from Sam's Rainfield Hirsch. I can't find my Hirsch Tehillim. I can't imagine what happened to it. I don't know what t- who took it, but you know Hirsch has his own uh, commentary on Tehillim. I'm sure you know that. I can't say I use it all the time, uh, but I looked around a little bit here and there. And he says something along the lines of, by the art school reports, he says something along the lines, that means they're like pagan nations that never heard of you. And these would be nations that heard of you, but they uh, don't call your name or something like that. And one is less than the other. The nations never heard of you in, in the first place, you pour it towards them. But the patients that know better, you pour it on them. Something uh, along those lines. Like I said, I don't have it on them. All this is by way of me thinking about this in connection with the current events. That's the reason I'm doing this. Because it is an interesting question, and it does raise two two groups. And to me, that speaks, as I say, to par- so to speak, in the Parsha of the Week. If Kapitolian Tess is the one, at least in my show, they made into the Tehillim of the Week, so then there's going to be some connection with it, um, with the events, if you analyze it closely. And so I invite you to do that, and... Um, what's the difference between how you machal between the guy Mashal Yiducha and Al Mamlochas Hashem Klo Karo? 
And the reason I'm saying this is for the following. We find, as far as I can see, I observe, that there are two groups that are carrying on against Israel and the Jews right now. One are the Arabs and the Palestinians, and the other isn't. The Arabs and the Palestinians who are marching around and making demonstrations and threatening people around the world and so forth and so on, it's probably going to get worse before it gets better. Uh, that I hear. But in other words, they're supporting their side. But what's with these other people, especially the Jews, but not only, right? Somebody, Zeb Braden, told me they have a lot of Christians joining them, stuff like that. I haven't looked at it so closely, which would be very worrisome. Uh, you know, what's up is with them? And the answer is, you have like a real sinner against the, the Jews, and any opportunity presents itself, they take advantage of. Alternatively, when you have Jews doing it, like I said, the Jews from Moloch, these Rachavazona types, so they are all, their Hashkav is all screwed up. Because really, they're cutting their own throat. But they don't hop, they don't read it, realize it. Which is why I'm reading every single day on the uh, internet. And my wife's magazine just has a letter from somebody in which there are people who become disillusioned with their former Hashkafas and are saying everything I trusted about my liberal friends and the leftists and the others. I don't want to use the word, I don't want to misuse the word liberal because a genuine liberal wouldn't be like this. But people who are uh, woke, right? So it turns out they don't give a darn if they burn Jewish babies alive. They only care if it's everybody else's. And we all know across the country in the United States and around the world, Universities are chickening out, and all the typical situations are chickening out. Only a few politicians here and there are standing up against the um, horrific uh, massacres and tortures perpetrated by the Hamas. The others are like ducking, or else they're blaming it on Israel. Because you see, if you blame it on Israel, then you don't have to do anything. You see, if it's your fault, that's like the easy way out. Then it's a, it's a, what's the right word? Uh, inertia. Then I don't have to do anything. You understand? Whatever happened, Middle East happened, Middle East, invite her. Uh, and you can always criticize Israel because there's no, you know, consequences to it. If you criticize the Arabs, all these Arabs and Muslims that you know, or whatever, they'll be in your face, and maybe they'll hurt you. And this is what lies, in my opinion, at the base of especially these Jews and others that are supporting them, right? Because otherwise, a person would say, "I'm against all violence," and I condemn the uh, what do you call it? the uh, the the killings, the tortures. Um, Instead of simply saying, I'm blaming Israel, and I'm condemning what Israel did, but I'm not condemning what Hamas did. You know, then, then and especially these momsers who say it's all decolonialization, and things like, I'd like to decolonialize them. The, uh, see if they would like it. Things that usually are considered beyond uh, acceptable behavior, all of a sudden it turns out these guys is acceptable behavior. So, you have this cowardice and this badness coming across. And like I said before, we find that there are one by one, it's not, not many, but it is some, that people in this magazine and that magazine and this place and that place are saying, gee, I'm waking up. The scales are falling from my eyes. I no longer have the cataracts that I formerly had. And I recognize all this woke stuff that I was into until now was all baloney because really anti-Semitic. So when you say you're against racism, you're not against racism. You're against racism to anybody except Yidden. That kind of racism is acceptable. Now, that means, it seems to me, you talk to have very interesting two groups that are attacking us now, which David Amelech then and now is calling on divine wrath. 
You have the Goyim Asheli the Ucha, that's one group, and they have the Mamlochas Ere Shimcha Karol, or if you prefer, the version in Yirmiyo, you have the Mishpachas Ere Shimcha Lo Karol. You understand? You have two ways of, of approaching it. Al Hamamlochas Ere Shimcha Lo which is in Tehillim, or the Mishpachas Ere Shimcha which is in Yirmiyo. To be perfectly honest, from a strictly technical, structural point of view, Yirmiyo is higher because the Vim is higher than the Ksuvim. Although we ascribe great sanctity, obviously, to the text of the Tehillim. But what's happens when it says Mishpachas Hashem Hashem That versus Mamlochas Hashem Hashem So to me, it really speaks uh, very loud. I was, excuse me, I was thinking about it. It really speaks loudly. I want to suggest this for your consideration. The Gai Mashel that's the bad groups. Um, even though it's ironic that these Muslim uh, fanatics claim that they're uh, doing uh, God's work, Alu Akbar, as we heard, uh, but they ain't, because Asheli Ducha, they do not know you. They claim they know you, but they don't know you, because they knew you, you wouldn't kill Klai That's all. And the Jewish religion is not simply monotheistic. It is monotheistic, but it's not just monotheistic. The Jewish religion is based on the idea, which is not easy to swallow for a lot of people, that there's a monotheism, there's one God, but then there's a privileged position for Kali Yisrael. The whole Chumash is written about one family. That's what it is. Get over it. You understand? To be perfectly honest, even the New Testament kind of follows in that idea, simply because all the people in the New Testament are, are, are Israeli Jews. So for whatever reason... God has decided, at a, as a core element, that there's one one master, uh, creator of the universe, and then there's one special group among people. It, it doesn't mean that he doesn't like the others. As a matter of fact, we just had in Parshas um, Lechlecha, where Abraham is told, You're going to be special, but don't worry, everybody, the rest of mankind will benefit from you. You understand? Through you will be blessed all of mankind. In other words, God does not say to Abba Mavinu, the plan is that your children will grow and everybody else will get killed out and you will inherit the earth. That's the Noah model. You know, there's bad people out there, we're going to kill them all and you'll be the only ones left. That way you won't have to worry about anti-Semitism or anything like this, there'll be nobody left. That is not at all what the destiny of Avram and the Jews and his children are. It's actually to help the rest of mankind, to show them the right way. Right? That's why it says, those who bless you will be blessed, and those who curse you will be cursed. I'm asking you a question. Those who bless you will be blessed, those who curse you will be cursed. And what's with the Hamas? And what's with the, all, all the Arabs now? It says, those who curse you will be cursed. And then sometimes. Now, uh, so, in order to be a proper monotheist, one has to have two elements there, A and B. One way out the other is no good. If you say, I believe in the primacy of Kali Yisrael, or something like that, but I don't believe in, in a Rabbanu Shalom, that's like your secular Zionism, so to speak. That's no good. But if I also believe that there is one God, but I don't be, believe in the primacy of Kali Yisrael, in whatever sense, even though the primacy of Kali Yisrael does not express itself and them conquering any other countries. It doesn't say the future is that the Jews will annex 
Asia or Europe or Africa or anything like that. The truth is, the Rabbani Shalom stuck us in a little place in the world called Eretz Yisrael. And that's it. That's enough. I, if you have a large population, don't worry. Science technology will take care of that. We know that today, living in the year 2023. It's not a matter of space. We need a space, but it doesn't really matter how large that space is. If you have, you know, universal peace and nations don't make war and nations that beat their swords and their plowshares, right? We'll manage. So there's no prediction anywhere, the opposite, throughout the Tanakh, that the Bnei Yisrael, you know, will, will uh, you know, conquer the world. We don't need it. If the Mashiach came tomorrow, the Chinese would still be in China, and the Japanese would still be in Japan, and the Italian Chvesvas would be in Italy, and so forth. You know what I mean? You do your thing, we do our thing. We will be, perhaps, a moral beacon, a guide in a world that needs guides, uh, if we live up to it. This is the second paragraph of Olenu, correct? So read the Al-Kindekabel. Read, read all those words, you'll see. You hope that the world will be purged of polytheism and that all the nations will turn to you and all the rest of it. But it'll be in the context that it'll be Derech Klal Yisro. It will be the conduit. That is our uh, pride. What did we say on on, uh, on Rosh Hashem Kippur? You know, we also call him a good achas, lasas, or something, shalim. You know, the, the nations will have a real United Nations to follow the will of Hashem. The only thing is, if you therefore have, as you do, those who want to kill us all, and we see that, first of all, in Gaza you have a ton of those, elsewhere you have a ton of those, and you have their fellow travelers and supporters around the world, including Jews, that's why I call them Jews from Amalek, right? So those are mamish the case of Pour at your ass El Hagoyim. I would say El Hagoyim means towards. What's shot towards? Point to who they are. Call them out. Right? That's the meaning of El to me. Call them out. If Hashem pours His wrath towards some, He's going to say, you who are faking it out and thinking that you're a noble and liberal and, uh, you know, follow universalism and all the rest of it, events will show, I don't know how yet, events will show that you're not. And that's You claim you know me, but you don't. Because you only have the parts that you want. What these Hamas people are saying is, we're not interested in any God that favors the Jews. We want a God that favors us. That's how we define him. If he's defined any other way, we don't accept it. But nevertheless, whether they like it or not, the Torah was written before they, and it is true, that's what we believe, and it says that there's a primacy of Kali Yisrael, and not that I'm an expert on Islam, but in the Quran also it says, by the way, uh, believe it or not, there it's Israel belongs to the Jews. It's, it has a passage like that. Now I'm sure they darshan it whatever way they want, but the bottom line is, this is, you know, a case of but then you have the mishpachas the mamlochas and the mishpachas that I think is directed towards um, the nations that is to say the Europeans, the Americans and the others who meaning they're supporting these Muslim types 
they're supporting the Hamas types. Um, you could be a university president, you could be an American politician, you could be a British politician, you know, Jeremy Corbyn's and all those type of people. And it also, it's, it's striking that you have two versions of it. Mamlochas HaShokoro, Mishpachas HaShokoro. The Mishpachas HaShokoro are, are, are the Jews for, for Amalek. There's a lot of them. And it's saying, So there it is not pointing out in any direction, it's pouring wrath on them. Meaning it's destroying them. I would like to think that the way you pour your wrath on them is in such a nature that it causes them to change. It doesn't have to be with their destruction. Now, the unregenerate, you know, Nazis and people like that, it should be for their destruction. The misguided Jews and people like that, and there are, by the way, some well-meaning, stupid, and misguided Goyim who think that by supporting Hamas, all the rest are doing the right thing. They're fakrumped. They don't get it. Maybe they went to a regular college course where they had some, you know, professor who told them this or that and the other. A lot of that happens. What I mean to say is a lot of these people are like a certain, uh, what's the right, I don't want to use the word tinnik shenishba, but something like that. There's a lot of tinnik shenishbas out there who are supporting the Hamas against the, the Arabs, against Israel. And then they're the bad guys. So one is the mamlochas and one of the mishpachas. And when you pour out on the mamlochas, probably it means you destroy them. When you pour on the mishpachas, probably it means you shock them into uh, changing. Because I'm sure that there are going to be some, maybe only the B'nai Yisrael, who are going to change as a result of all this. There is that famous Agatha that we all know from Council of Council, where it says they brought up Yeshu, and they brought up this guy, and they brought up Titus. And remember, one of them said, what's going on in the next world? And uh, uh, you, you, you know what I'm talking about. You know, so, so, so what Yeshu said like this, uh, you know, don't hurt them. You know, help the Yidden. And Titus said something like, destroy them. Or destroy the base of Mesh, even though he got burned every day. Uh, and the Gemara says something along the lines, look at the difference between Poshi Yisrael and, you know, Chashubi Yom or something like that. Meaning that Yisrael has in him a pintle yid, even though it's very encrusted and hard to get to. And now I'm talking in a very from type language. But we do believe even the worst Jew, I mean, let me put it this way. Me, myself, and I, I can't see a guy like George Soros ever changing. I can't. But that doesn't mean I'm right. You know what I mean? No, theoretically, even he's got some inflection point. <laughs> okay? I don't think it's going to happen as a result of this. I think that the clip is too uh, well encrusted around him. And, you know, it's not going to matter. But we're living in interesting times. And... Um, we're seeing under the pressure of events this person and that person and the third person saying, I'm waking up and I'm seeing all this woke stuff that I believed in now is betraying me. And the friends who I thought had universal values, I'm seeing myself, but Pyle don't have universal values. They have universal values for every accepted Jews. There is no way that would accept massacres of the Indians or the black people, or the Asians or the Spanish or anybody else 
as acceptable under any circumstances. But the Jews, you will accept it as acceptable under certain circumstances. This illogic is is nothing but a, a cover for hatred. So this right? I would take as you know um, the nations that uh, that won't re, re, you know that won't acknowledge it. The shvuchamachzelagoyim, which nusach you find in Yirmiyot. That would be on the uh, the real evil ones, um, and the amlocha says shemishim cholokaro. That would be on the goyim that is supporting them. Vial mishpachas hashemishim cholokaro. That would be on the yidden that are supporting them. Um, either way, the idea of shavuach hamoscha is um, is a uh, code word for um, uh, unleashing of hatred. Because in Yechezkel it says, I just happen to remember this, that God says that you Jews, like these woke guys, who in the time of Yechezkel wanted to leave Judaism because they said there's too much anti-Semitism out there. Remember that Gemara who says, If Hashem allowed Nebuchadnezzar to destroy the base of Midrash, that means that we no longer belong to him, so now we can join and become Goyim. We can blend into the other nations. And Hashem said, no, I'll bring anti-Semitism to force you back into where you are. It's a famous passage. That's the same word, the idea therefore emerges as a kind of unleashing of a hatred. So means that God, God will um, unleash some kind of tremendous hatred against all these bad actors. The hatred that will be displayed to them, I have no idea how exactly it'll work. Maybe they'll be exposed for who they are. Maybe their countries will be engulfed in some kind of uh, uh, chaos. Uh, maybe these bad demonstrators in America will find themselves facing some bad stuff. I don't know. And the Jews, the Meshpach that's exactly what Yechezkel is talking about. You think you're going to find, you know, your uh, safety in uh, dumping on Israel. You'll find it's the opposite. You understand? You'll be exposed and you'll have no protection whatsoever. Uh, obviously, I don't know this. It's not possible to know. But nevertheless, uh, you see that uh, it's a heavy concept over here. There's the, this Pusik that we all toss around at the Passover Seder, when you concentrate on it, actually is um what's the right word? Actually is is speaking to the current matzav. And I just hope with this I'll conclude that um instead of them pouring out their wrath on, uh, wrath on us, that I shouldn't pour out the wrath on them, all the bad actors. Each one can can be so. You know, those who are they shall get killed. The mamlochas and mishpachas are shelo karo, you know. Let, let 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 them be neutralized. I guess you'd say, uh, whether through a change of heart or uh, or through other means. And it's going to be very interesting as the um, future unfolds now, and we're watching this movie that changes new scenes every day. And Israel seems like it's about to go into Gaza. I don't know. You know, it seems that way. Uh, let's see how how this all turns out. Because one thing is for sure. None of us can predict the future. Who figured on this business that just started two weeks ago out of nowhere? So, 
you know, Iran is getting in the act, the Houthis and the Shmutis are getting in the act, and America, all the rest of it, we're living in changing times. And uh, we can only hope that As for us, Anyway, uh, that's a, that's the best I can do with this L and this all thing, um, which is an interesting point. As always, I want to thank Mishpacha Stefanski for sponsoring this, and we hope that Halavai, uh, that next week, by this time, everything I just said should be distant past, and we should be facing a better reality. Amen. For sponsorship opportunities or to support this podcast, please visit our donate page at www.support.rabbidavidkatz.com.